This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 units sold mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. In the last episode, number eight, you met the strategist behind GoPro that took them from $300,000 to $300 million in annual sales using a trick called REM time to get $500 ad time during the Super Bowl. Our guest today is Cameron Johnson. Now, Cameron built 12 businesses before the age of 21. He grew one of them to $15,000 a day in daily sales, and he's just 15 years old, which is amazing. Um, and and it's he did it via a toy that all of you guys will recognize. Also, at, at 16, he served on the board of a prominent Japanese company and now runs Magic City Ford in Roanoke, Virginia. He's also networked his way onto Oprah Winfrey's reality show, The Big Give, and has appeared across top media outlets like ABC, NBC, and Time Magazine, along with being a best-selling author. Cameron, are you ready to take us to the top? Thanks, let's do it. It's <laughs> cool. First up, anything about your bio that I missed that you think the audience really needs to know? Well, the real thing was I got started in business uh, really when I was nine years old. And I started a printing business, printing greeting cards, stationery, that sort of thing. And uh, the way I got interested in business was I actually, at the age of eight, I wrote a letter to Donald Trump because I had seen the movie Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. And Donald Trump has a cameo in the film. So Donald Trump, uh, I said to my parents after the movie, does he really own that hotel, the plaza in New York City where it was filmed? And my parents said, yes, yes, that's Donald Trump. He's a very you know, successful real estate guy. So I said, well, I want to go to New York City. I've never been in New York City. And, and, and my parents said, uh, you know, after enough asking, if you get straight A's, we'll go next summer. So I got straight A's. I knew we were going to go to New York. I said, can we stay at the plaza? And I said, you know, I also learned at early age, if you don't ask for it, you're not going to get it. Love so, that. So, and also <laughs> later on in life, I learned that it's easier to ask forgiveness than permission yep, in yep. starting these different businesses. So I, I found out that we were going to be staying at the plaza. I decided to write a letter to Donald Trump. So I just said, my name's Cameron Johnson. I'm eight years old. I'm from Roanoke, Virginia. Uh, you've probably never heard of me, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but I'm staying in the hotel. I really want to see the suite where the movie was filmed. Never knew if I'd hear back from him. That was basically it. Did not ever hear back from him in the form of a letter. Get on a plane, take or taxi to the hotel. My mom checks in and the receptionist immediately leans over and she says, you must be Cameron. And my mom's thinking, how does the receptionist know that? And she went on to say, Mr. Trump received your letter. He understands you want to see the suite where Homeland 2 was filmed. My parents are laughing at this point because I never told him I wrote the letter. <laughs> I love it. Because I didn't want anybody to discourage me. So it was you know, easier to ask forgiveness and permission. Totally. So sure enough, he had received my letter and he had actually upgraded us into that suite the whole time we were there. What a valuable lesson for the top tribe. Ask for forgiveness, not permission. You Go went for, for it. it. You yeah. hustled. It's amazing. Totally. Real quick, before we get deeper, he's running for president. Yeah, right. No, not yet. Are, are you voting for him? Yeah, well, I'm 30, so you got to be 35. <laughs> no, no, Donald's running for president. Oh, Donald's running for president. Yes. I thought you were asking me. No, I was no, like, no. no. Well, you could be president easy one day, but Donald Trump, are you going to vote for him? Um, I support him in business. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so diplomatic. Well, I would I would like to see him in the debates, though. I would love that. I just, I think that'd be, A, you're going to get the ratings. Body language. It's more people involved, and he's going to interrupt, and 
I think that could be a very good conversation. I totally agree. I'm watching for marketing value. Exactly. He's a genius marketer. Anyways, okay, let's jump into Magic, Magic City Ford. You know, first off, I, you know, I first heard about you from a, uh, an advisor at Virginia Tech, and you've gone from Beanie Babies selling 15000 yeah. bucks a day when you were 15. Yep. Now you're running Magic City Ford. Walk us through what you're focused on right now at Magic City, specifically in terms of sales, and then let's get into maybe some of the numbers and how you, how you drive sales, both online and offline. Sure. So what I've always preached growing up was start small because I don't believe in taking on a lot of debt to start a business. I also believe in, you know, internet companies because that's my whole background. That's where I grew up uh, starting my businesses because if you didn't, you didn't have another option as a young kid, you know, you didn't have the money to go have a brick and mortar business. You were in class from eight to three during the day. You don't have much options. So now that I'm doing the opposite of internet companies, running a a car dealership, um, which has, you know, lots of moving parts. I have 120 employees. Um, Wow. We'll we'll do... uh, close to 80 million this year in revenue. Um, And so there's lots of moving parts and it's also uh, very small margins. So every dollar matters. What's very um, small, like under 5%, under 10%? So the national average for a car dealer makes 1.8%. Holy moly. Net to sales. Wow. Yeah. And and what does net to sales mean for those of them that don't understand? Net is whatever's left over after paying all of your expenses. So you you sell a car, pay all of your expenses. At the end of the year, your net is what's left over. and uh, it's a very competitive business, right? I mean, everybody knows it's a competitive business. And, you know, when you mentioned sales, the most important thing to sell first is yourself, because it doesn't matter how much the person likes the product that you're selling or the service, they have to like the person they're buying it from. So uh, we don't believe in pushy sales. We just believe in hiring people with smiles on their faces and we can teach them the rest. Mm-hmm. So walk us through, I mean, 80 million, that's a massive number for a car dealership to be doing. And I imagine the Roanoke market's probably smaller than sure. some of your competitors around the country. How are you driving $80 million in sales? Sure. So um, we're fortunate actually being in a small market because we don't have the uh, expense structure that you would have if you were paying rent on land in you know Washington, D.C. or Atlanta, Georgia or Houston or something like that. So it's it actually can be an advantage to be in a small market. Um, the other thing is, is that we still got plenty of competition. Everybody can go buy a car everywhere. We just happen to have been in business a really long time. So my great-grandfather started selling Model T's in 1925. Wow. And then he started the dealership here in Roanoke in 1938. So when you have time on your side, that helps a lot of things. There's something to be said for staying power and just never quitting. Eventually, you're going to win if you just stay focused and hustle your way to the top, right? And you're always hustling, though, too. There are plenty of dealerships or other businesses that have been around longer than us that don't do well or that have failed and have gone out of business. So mm-hmm. you can't rest on your laurels. Yeah. So so let's break. Let's go into I don't know fifty thousand bucks an average car sale price. Is that kind of accurate? Maybe average is about thirty one. Okay. Let's stick with your numbers because I know nothing about auto. Thirty one thousand dollars is the yeah. average sale price of a yeah. car. This is you know two thousand fifteen. What does it cost you to get the customer in the door that eventually makes that purchase? My average is uh, around three hundred and fifty per sale. Three hundred and fifty bucks per sale. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's so, ignore hard costs. You know the cost of the sure. car. So if I'm selling 200 cars a month, I'm spending 70,000 in advertising. Okay, let's break down that ad spend. Sure. Where are you spending most of it? So I'm probably, uh, 10 years ago, I made the decision to get out of the newspaper. We spend zero in the newspaper. All of our competitors are still in the newspaper. 10 years ago you made that? 10 years ago. Holy moly. Yeah. And so all of our competitors are still in the newspaper. We outsell all of them combined. So clearly their return on investment is not very good. Um, But our (laughs) our breakdown is about probably 50% online. Um, We still do, you know, I would say... 20% 20% radio, 20% maybe TV, and 10 mm-hmm. 10% direct mail. Got That's it. probably the breakdown. Um, but the thing, too, is that we could probably spend less 
and not lose maybe but a handful of sales. Mm-hmm. So it's a balancing act. Diminishing returns, marginal gains. Totally, on that. Yeah. exactly. So where is the where is your best and highest return ad spend occurring right now on of, of the four channels, online, radio, TV, direct marketing? So technically, you'd really just have to take online and break it down because okay. you, can't, you can't track the other. Okay, so let's do that. TV and radio, you got 40% spend, but... Nobody comes in and says, saw your TV ad. You know, we're not Taco Bell where you can be driven for yep. fourth meal at nine o'clock. <laughs> so yep. You don't just go say, you know what? I'm going to buy a car today. Yep, yep. So uh, online, um, you know, we can break it down into AdWords and we can track down the lead funnel. So what we basically do, if we're paying $2 a click, uh, right? So mm-hmm. that's going to be for, you know, 10 clicks, we're going to get $20 invested in that. And we're going to get one out of 10 to actually send in a lead. So now you're at $20 per lead. Mm-hmm. And then if we close at 10%, you're at $200 per sale. I see. So the lead, they're, you're, the, the ad spend at $2 a click is driving right to your website. Mm-hmm. So you're spending 20 bucks to then get one person actually one lead opt in. And give me their information. Name. Right. Name, email, phone number, or just maybe they're sending in an inquiry for a part or a service. Okay. You know, not necessarily buying a car. We sell plenty of other things. Got it. But um, it's usually $20 a lead, and then you're usually going to close at 10% of that, which means you're spending 10 times $20, you know, wow. or, or 100 clicks to get one sale. Okay, got it. We'll love episode number eight, where we talked to the head of strategy at GoPro, responsible for taking them from $300,000 a year in sales to $300 million in sales. And to celebrate the top tribe, I am giving you guys the chance to win a GoPro and my top three favorite business books. In order to win, simply text the word Nathan to 33. 33- Four 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 again N A T H A N to three three four 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 for your chance to win hundreds of dollars in prizes every week. The first one is a GoPro and my favorite business books. Well, so okay, so this is fascinating. Let me ask you real quick before we get into the famous five, which I love and the top tribe loves. Where do you think the car kind of industry is going? I mean, sh- should people be thinking about Elon or is this whole electric thing crazy? So hybrids have been out since 1999 with the Prius and hybrids still represent less than 2% of the market. And so Ford, to, to give you just one example, Ford is uh, obviously a big company. Toyota is a big company. Chevrolet is a big company. Ford sells 200,000 vehicles uh, in a month. And uh, Tesla will sell about 30,000 this year. Wow. So, and that's just Ford. So add up the whole market. The whole market, the industry is going to sell 17 million new cars this year. Tesla represents 30,000 in sales. Can't argue with the numbers. And I'm a rational guy, so I'm convinced. I mean, uh, they just need, to, well, and they can't charge a high enough price to make the numbers work either. Mm. They need volume, but the only way they can get volume is to bring the price down, right? Anybody that has 100,000 laying around that wants a Tesla already has one. Yep. And you also have to come out with a new design to get people to upgrade. Like nobody's going to trade in their 6,000 mile Tesla for the same car with just a lower odometer. They've got a sexy, hot so new So you got to have a new thing all the time. Yeah. So that's what gets so expensive in the car business. Interesting. Interesting. Well, you're, you're obviously doing volume. You're crushing $80 million in sales. Cameron, do you know what time it is? What time is it's it? It's time for the Famous Five, baby. What's your favorite business book? My favorite business book um, is actually any book about a successful entrepreneur. Okay. So um, that's where I grew up reading Michael Dell, Bill Gates, Donald Trump. And uh, I, Richard Branson, and I enjoy reading uh, books about successful entrepreneurs. Could we pin down one, Art of the Deal? Uh, Art of the Deal was obviously my start, but I haven't read it in 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> so Donald Trump looked 20 years younger on that cover. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> His hair was more natural. His hair was way yeah. more natural. Um, you know, I really like Direct from Dell. It okay. really follows uh, Dell's entire story of starting by selling one computer out of his dorm room, and then he was moving office space every two months into something bigger, and 
the thing though too about most of these entrepreneurs is that they couldn't do the same thing today yep. you're not gonna I mean, technically, you're not going to go create a new operating system that's going to compete with Microsoft and Apple today. Mm -hmm. You just wouldn't even try uh, the same way you wouldn't start selling computers in your dorm room yeah. today. So it's just amazing how much things have changed. Yep. Well, look, here's what we're going to do, actually. Cool. We are going to buy. So we've got a copy of Call Your Shots. OK, cool. Awesome. We've got a copy of Direct from Dell. Awesome. So for the top tribe folks that are listening right now, we'd love to give away both of these books to one of you guys. Just text top one top the number one no spaces two three one three one three one and we'll pick a winner on the next episode again that's top one to three one three one three one okay number two camera to the famous five yeah which ceo are you following or studying right now right this second um again it's a i mean I, I follow a lot uh i start with three hours of cnbc every morning and okay. and just knowing what's going on or trying to know what's going on um one CEO that I'm following. You know what? I am following Elon Musk. Yep. Um, I'm still a fan. Yeah. So you want to go to Mars one day? Um, no, I would rather stay in a car. <laughs> <laughs> You'd rather be safe with four, yeah, four wheels on the ground, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. Good. Okay. Number three, what is your favorite online tool like Evernote? Yeah. So I, I keep everything virtual. So I'm kind of a Google guy. I do have an iPhone, but um, I use Gmail for all my email. Okay. All my different addresses go in there. Then I use uh, Google Drive for all my files. So I've got, you know, 40 gig plus of all my files, excluding music, um, because I can access them from any device. Got and then I, I use Outlook uh, for, for iPhone, which is a great email tool. You can swipe left. And, you know, I also use Boomerang. Boomerang is great because you can install it on Gmail and you can say, send this email tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Uh, and then it looks like I was awake at 6 a.m. So people are like, well, he's hustling yeah, at 6 a.m. Yeah, right. smart. These are the ninja tactics yeah, the top yeah, tribe exactly. wants. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Okay, great. That was great. Yes or no? Do you get eight hours of sleep each night? So if you added it all together, I might. But <laughs> I'm like a four-hour sleeper, and then got I've got to like do something. So I'll go, and it'll like wake me up that, I, oh, I need to send an email. Or even if it's just to remind myself. Uh -huh. So I'm a really bad sleeper. But if you think if you add it all up, your naps, you eh, probably don't take many naps. Eight. But yeah. Seven yeah, or eight. Yeah. Okay, good. All right, this is my favorite one. Now, you're not that old, so I don't know how relevant this is, but it's relevant for top tribe folks <laughs> listening. So if you wish your 20-year-old self knew one thing, what would it be? Um, well, what I would tell any 20-year-old self is to uh, take on as least debt as possible because that's the biggest mistake young people are making right now is that they've been convinced that they need whatever, whether it's the best school or the worst school, they're just convinced that they need to go borrow money and go get an education. And you literally can learn anything yourself online. I was self-taught. I mean, my, my parents, they were business people, but they weren't entrepreneurs and they knew nothing about the internet. Mm. Um, and I think anybody can be self-taught. I mean, look at any teenage programmer, they're all self-taught. So I think you can get the best education possible. You don't get to print out a degree or maybe for $35, you can print out a degree somewhere. <laughs> but online, you can learn anything. I mean, you need to uh, embrace all the tools that you have that even I didn't have 10 years ago. Well, and some people would call that diploma like a framed receipt or something yeah, like exactly, that, right? Yeah, exactly, which is fine. Yeah, your internet no, bill. Your internet bill, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So what an important message for the top tribe. Again, stay debt-free so you have the freedom you need to take big risks like Cameron did. So Cameron, if people want to follow you online, where can they follow you? CameronJohnson.com, Twitter.com, Cameron Johnson's my handle. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram, all those great places. Awesome. Well, look, from, from 15000 bucks a day in Beanie Babies to a Japanese board to a best-selling author and now $80 million annually in sales at Magic City Ford. Cameron, thanks for joining us hey, today. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. In the next episode, number 10, 
you'll meet a creative who is using a $250,000 real estate investment to generate a $1.5 million return using not common, but hyper creative strategies. All you creatives and designers out there will love this one. This podcast is produced by Oration Recording and is sponsored by Eddie Communications and Roanoke, Virginia's Grandin CoLab, the premier workspace for entrepreneurs and growing companies.